0: Hello and welcome to I for Us Today. The development of blockchain technologies continues to gather pace. Yes, there has been volatility in the markets, but the tech is edging closer to the mainstream. People are even using Bitcoin to buy foreign currency for their holidays these days. At the same time, companies are finding their interactions with crypto assets are on the up. But legal and regulatory protections in this space are still evolving, which means companies, and of course, audit committees, need to balance the potential benefits with the risks they might bring. In this episode, we look at some of the risk and governance issues that management and audit committees need to bear in mind. Today, I'm pleased to have with me two KPMG colleagues who both field great first-hand experience of the issues around crypto assets. First, Andrew Schofield, an audit partner in the Cayman Islands firm who leads a digital asset practice. He's joined by Charlotte Lowe, a director who provides accounting advice to financial institutions in the UK. Andrew, to start, we can see that blockchain technology is potentially transformative. Should any alarm bells be ringing for audit committees?
1: Thanks, James. I think that blockchain technology and crypto is not only transformative, but it has the potential to disrupt existing business models. I don't think there need to be alarm bells. But Audit Committee should be asking questions to ensure that the business is well-positioned to take advantage of opportunities and that the risks are understood and managed.
2: That's right, Andrew. And the accounting for crypto assets is really challenging the traditional financial reporting boundaries and gives rise to a number of unique considerations when preparing financial statements such as valuation, classification, existence and ownership, tax, legal, and for banks, capital implications.
1: Okay, so if we take each of those in turn and start with valuation, we can split crypto assets between liquid and illiquid assets. Bitcoin would be an example of a liquid asset. And these types of assets are often characterised by significant volatility and the potential for arbitrage across different markets. So an assessment of the principal market is really important. It's also critical to have a valuation policy that's tailored for the business and consistently applied. If there's not a price available in a liquid market, the valuation for crypto is a challenge. Crypto assets don't typically represent a claim on future cash flows in the same way as a debt or an equity security does. And there aren't established valuation methodologies to value these types of assets. This means that each illiquid asset needs to be considered on a case-by-case basis, and audit committees should challenge management on the valuation methods that they apply.
2: Yes, and for the other consideration, which is classification, Digital assets are typically classified as intangibles, but accounting standards such as IS 38 weren't designed with crypto assets in mind. For example, Andrew, your fellow countrymen at Australian Accounting Standards Board asserted that digital currencies are not financial instruments as defined under IS 32. So really, audit committees need to consider whether the accounting policies applied are appropriate.
1: One of the critical issues that we see from an audit and operational perspective is around the existence and the ownership of assets. Crypto assets are effectively bearer instruments, and so anyone with access to the private keys can transact those assets. It's critical that management has a system of processes and internal controls in place to restrict access to those private keys.
2: That's a really good point, Andrew. And there are key questions that audit committees and management should be asking, such as, How is physical access to the private keys restricted? Are multiple signatures required to transact? How are risks of cyber attack and theft mitigated? In the case of a third-party custodian, how are they regulated? And what is the extent of counterparty risk? Lastly, what additional independent assurance will the business require to validate the ownership and existence of digital assets?
1: Thanks, Charlotte. Another area that Management and audit Committee should consider is how digital assets are taxed. In particular, whether or not there's clarity on the tax treatment, or whether judgment needs to be exercised. Whether there are appropriate systems in place in the organisation to correctly account for the digital assets, and the nature and the extent of information that's available from counterparties such as exchanges.
2: Makes sense. And Andrew, what's your take on the legal aspects around this?
1: It's fair to say that the legal environment for digital assets is evolving rapidly and it differs by jurisdiction. For issuers of digital assets in particular, it's vital to make sure that they're obtaining appropriate legal advice and that all relevant securities laws are complied with. It's particularly important as digital assets can be transferred quickly and without friction across international boundaries.
2: As I mentioned just now, for regulated entities such as banks and insurers, the capital implications will need to be considered. You'll be interested to know, Andrew, that the Financial Times reported in July this year that the Basel Committee on Banking Supervision is carrying out an initial stock take on the materiality of banks' direct and indirect exposures to crypto assets. Basel will also be assessing the national rules on crypto assets. Once Basel completes this exercise, it will consider whether to formally clarify the prudential treatment of crypto assets across the set of risk categories. This has a big implications for financial institutions that are either trading or holding crypto assets as custodial assets or intend to do so.
0: Okay, thanks Charlotte and Andrew. that's been a really helpful discussion. So, moving forward, what are the key takeaways for management and audit committees? Thanks James. I guess First and foremost, it's that digital
1: assets present unique risks and challenges. And it's critical that these risks are not only understood and assessed by management, but that they are adequately disclosed to stakeholders.
2: An audit committee and non-executive directors should be asking questions such as, does the organisation plan to embark on any large technological transformation? If so, do these require the holding of crypto assets? Or perhaps, are there any products being developed that appear to be traditional financial assets such as bonds or equity-like instruments, but have underlyings that are crypto assets? Or perhaps does the organisation intend to provide new services that involve activities that around valuation or custody of crypto assets?
1: That's right, Charlotte. Blockchain and crypto are potentially transformative and disruptive technologies. And all organisations need to consider how to position themselves to take advantage of the opportunities and not get left behind. If I summarise, the headline points for audit committees are that crypto markets continue to evolve really rapidly that digital assets present a unique set of risks and challenges, and that audit committees should be challenging management to implement an appropriate set of processes and internal controls around crypto assets. And finally, I'd encourage audit committees to
0: invest some time and educate yourself around the issues. Thank you, Andrew and Charlotte. We'll be returning to this topic in future episodes when we'll look in some more detail at the accounting implications of some of the points touched on today. And if you're looking for a recap and the basics, you might want to revisit Episode 4 in this series, in which we dealt with some of the key concepts around blockchain. But for now, thank you all very much for taking the time to listen to this edition of IFRS today, and look out for our next episode, which will be released in the coming weeks.